What is up, Lit Lucid Podcast fans? We are happy to have you back for season seven of the show. This season is brought to you by Seed and Smith, an amazing cannabis company located right here in Denver, Colorado. Visit our website, litlucid.com, to learn more about our sponsors and to view our previous episodes. And if you're enjoying the show, be sure to share with a friend and give us a review on your favorite platform. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Lucy and Jared. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording live with Sam Rose. He is the founder of Rosebud Ice Cream. What's up, Sam? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I have a CBD ice cream company. Things are great. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's a snowy day here in Colorado, but we're going to talk ice cream. Uh, So a little bit more about Sam. He received a degree in entrepreneurship in 2016 from DePaul University. And from there, he decided to move to Colorado to start his own ice cream brand. All right. So he started Rosebud Ice Cream with the hopes of revolutionizing the frozen goods industry. He created OG Dreamsicle, Lemon Hazeberry, and Mountie Maple. We actually had the opportunity to try out some of his CBD ice cream a couple of weeks ago at his launch party, and we're excited to share it all with the world today. So Sam, why don't you just get started? Explain to us the inspiration behind Rosebud and how you got started in the industry. Sure. Um, So going way back to 2013, I visited Colorado for the first time uh, to come out here for a concert, uh, Cypress Hill at Red Rocks, and cannabis had just become legalized, and I was like, oh, that seems like a really cool thing to get into. So for the rest of my uh, college career, I was trying to think of ways to get involved in the industry just because it was the first time I had seen something where I was like, I want to be involved in that. So I came up with a business plan to make a dispensary in Oregon, and I worked two years on putting everything together for that, and then I brought it to a pitch meeting uh, to try and get an investor to finance it, and he just laughed me out of the room. He's like, no. You know, <laughs> uh, I was contemplating what to do with my life from there. And one of my buddies was in this is like 2016, April, my buddy and I were hanging out and he's like, just start a pot ice cream shop in Denver. And I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I never made ice cream or anything like that before. So I went out and bought an ice cream machine and started looking into it and realizing no one was doing it. So originally it was going to be a THC infused ice cream. So I spent past three years really just working in ice cream shops and just tirelessly working to create a really good ice cream product because the first round, I'll be honest, it was bad. Um, and it did take about three years to get something that's now uh, what I like to say is the best ice cream anyone's ever had. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I think <laughs> and that's something that's it's just part of like the entrepreneurial journey, I think, is the first product you put out inevitably is always going to be the worst product you're ever going to have because hopefully you're getting better from that point forward. Yeah, I like to say by now it's almost like a bachelor's degree in ice cream. At this point. <laughs> That's great. So what I was making in 2016 in a home kitchen is vastly, it's unrecognizable compared to what we're turning out in a professional scale now. So I'm really proud of that. I think it's kind of cool though, because it adds to your experience. I think trials and tribulations have their own uh, unique kind of way to teach you things. And I think oh. now that I'm guessing, you know, you mentioned you have a bachelor's in ice cream. I think that's going to propel you more because now you have a unique understanding of the product you're working with. It's not like you just have somebody else, you know, third party manufacturer for you and you're running around selling it all day. You are uniquely invested in your company and your product. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like with most things in my life, I just kind of kept failing at it and uh, until I got good at it. So that's the best way. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you also work uh, full time as most kind of new uh, startup people do. They have a little moonlighting going on on the side. How does that uh, how does your experience, you know, working a full time job? How does that help with your entrepreneurship journey and, and kind of teaching you things with running a business? Um, honestly, it, it just kind of helps you develop a sort of tenacity of, I have to work eight hours a day regardless. And then usually another six, sometimes another eight hours after that. Um, so getting in that rhythm is tough, but it helps you stay tough. Uh, when I first moved out to Colorado, I, being honest, I was like, I'm going to have a company in six months. And I was really wrong, obviously. So I was just taking gigs that wouldn't really, that I would feel cool leaving. So I was doing a lot of door-to-door sales jobs. And those are really good because you get used to people telling you no. And yeah. you get used to kind of overcoming your fears of walking into a situation. Uh, just like someone's probably going to slam a door in my face and be mean to me. So I think those those experiences in the beginning were really good and have been helpful now for staying persistent on sales because that's another thing I'm in charge of. But yeah, this uh, the corporate life is is nicer, but it just makes the days longer. It helps keep you uh, kind of focused too. Yeah. And what about your background in entrepreneurship? Your your degree? Do you feel like that prepared you for your journey? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it just, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't a great student in college and not really knowing what I wanted to do. I mean, having a loose idea of like, I want to do pot stuff is like, okay, it gives you an idea of what you're doing. But um, entrepreneurship classes were the first time where I was getting to like explore creativity and most of the classes were like, come up with a business. And that's where the original Rosebud Dispensary idea was born, was in a business development or business plan development class. So the teacher of the first class said, you can take this class as a blow off, or if you work really hard, by the time you leave, you'll have a functional business plan. Yeah. And that's what I did. So in a lot of ways, those uh, entrepreneurship classes were really good at just kind of opening your mind up to things. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think awareness is, is half the battle, just kind of knowing what you're going to experience or knowing what you should be doing is really half the battle. The other half, obviously, is, uh, is partaking and getting it done. Um, right. I mean, how does, how, so, I mean, THC ice cream, that was the initial, that was the initial kind of run of the mill thing. Three years into it, I'm guessing you probably hit a ton of hurdles with THC ice cream for one, because nobody's done it before. And two, I'm sure there's a ton of regulations and, and logistics issues with that. Um, yeah. So the switch to CBD was for just a lot of reasons. Um, the capital requirements to do a THC ice cream company are a lot higher given the much stricter regulatory field that you have to operate in. Um, you know, THC is already a really, it's a regulation based industry from my understanding of it. Um, but when you add dairy to that, it just kind of further complicates things. Um, but yeah, I mean, going from THC to CBD is less cost barrier century. And the big thing too, was like, uh, a more wellness based kind of approach. I feel like CBD is more in line with what I'm trying to do with giving people an amazing product. And also uh, something that I didn't really think about is dispensaries who would be a THC ice cream customer don't have freezers, whereas grocery stores do. So that makes it sell a little easier and it doesn't make, 
or it means that I don't have to go out and buy freezers for every new customer, right. which is also oh, nice. Right. Oh, I can imagine yeah. that headache right there. The shrinkage you'd have just like losing product, like in shipage and you'd have to have a storage facility and it'd have yeah. to be, you know, secure transport of the cannabis industry with freezers and then freezers at the dispensary. And oh my goodness, what a freaking nightmare. Yeah, I remember thinking at first, like, maybe I'll get them a discount code and they'll be cool with that. And then when <laughs> I go to the dispensaries, they'd be like, oh, we love the idea, but we are not buying a freezer for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool, cool, okay, all right, cool. So yeah. that was a, just, again, just another hurdle that was kind of inherent to going the THC route. Yeah, yeah, and I love, too, that you, uh, you, you kind of tied it with health and wellness because everybody loves a good old dish of ice cream. Um, and I think people would probably love it even more if they didn't have to feel so gluttonous about it or feel like they were, you know, consuming something that's stigmatized or going to, you know, make them out of their mind. I think CBD is a natural complement to ice cream. So it does yeah, that's, hand in hand. that's something I, uh, so my whole purpose with starting it was like, okay, that's a cool thing to do. But originally and to this day, it was never like, I'm going to make ice cream and put something in it. My whole goal has always been, this is going to be the best ice cream that I've ever tasted. And I'm a really harsh critic. Um, so it's about creating the best ice cream available with an added benefit to it. And uh, that's kind of what I'd like to think about too. Ice cream, it's not like water. You don't need it every day. But when you do it, you want to enjoy it. It's a treat. It's, a, it's an experience. So I think that CBD goes hand in hand with that experience and it just kind of enhances that further. Yeah. And so how many milligrams are you getting in a pint? One pint is 50 milligrams, um, which is, I think, a good, healthy... I'm uh, also, in addition to being the one making it, I am the guinea pig as well, which is really fun, and also why I've been so committed to making sure it tastes good. That's awesome. And, you're, you're... and what is the price point? They're around like 12-ish or something? Yeah, they're going to retail for about 12 20 Perfect. Nice. Yeah, I think a pint would be good for most normal people. I might take two down, but depending <laughs> on the day. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a great dose. But really. the thing is, you couldn't have taken down 50 milligrams of THC in a pint. And that would have been hard to dose as well. Yeah, so that was another thing. With the dosing of a THC product, there's a lot more stri um, stringent regulations about how it has to be divided. So I couldn't do like a multi-serving pint. They're going to be 10 milligram pints. And then I figured people want to eat more THC than ice cream to get that experience. So yeah. that was just another headache. But I feel like 50 milligrams in a pint for CBD is pretty much the sweet spot. You're going you're gonna to get the benefit from that. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And especially with the ice cream, I think, I think it's a great combination. Uh, we had the pleasure of, uh, of going to Sam's launch party a few weeks ago. And my favorite of the day was the maple. I thought, what was it again? The mountain maple. maple. <laughs> yeah. It was freaking fire. Oh my God. I'm, a, I'm like a huge ice cream connoisseur. I'm usually go towards the, uh, like the caramel types. And there's yeah. something about the maple just really hit the spot and Reminded me of like a good old like back home breakfast or like something up in like Montana, like hanging out by like a mountain or something, just eating this like really beautiful like maple ice cream. It was something special. Yeah, yeah I uh, I tell people to try it on pancakes. Go um, oh, down. I saw that on your website. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. And it, it's uh I think I have the container right here. It's yeah I'm pretty sure it says it on there. Nice. Like, uh, yeah, it says feeling adventurous, try it on pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will That's say funny. right now, Lit and Lucid endorses putting <laughs> the ice cream on pancakes, the maple ice cream on pancakes. We totally endorse that. Great. <laughs> it also has a really nice texture. It's super smooth compared to some yeah. other ice creams. 
Yeah, that's the uh, the benefit of working with nice equipment too. Um, for a while, when I was doing a lot of the early R and D, making it in my kitchen is where you get like the flavor, but the texture and the production method, or the texture comes from how you're producing it. So a little homemade machine doesn't really get you the same thing as say a thirty thousand dollar machine. Yeah, um, true. Which was a fun thing to finally realize a few months back. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys end up having to purchase your own machinery, or are you able to? to kind of use another uh, manufacturing facility to produce your recipes? or We currently work out of a commissary. I do that a couple times a week. I'm okay. all hands on deck with making it and have some people that help me. Um, but, yeah, we work out of a commissary that has the, the, the equipment already, which has been helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to raise capital because I think we're going to quickly outgrow it based on um, just how the sales are going. So That's exciting. We're going to fire we're going to need to buy our own equipment and that's a good problem to have. That's a very no, absolutely, good problem. Yeah. Anytime you guys can control, you know, your production from start to finish, that's huge. But I do right. think that's a nice option to have though, you know, especially as a small, small startup, you guys probably don't have the hundred K, you know, laying around us to go buy equipment. So that's pretty awesome that there is commissary kitchens you can just go plug into and still get, you know, a minimum viable product off, off the ground and running. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was, and that was another thing too, with doing a THC kitchen. It was like, okay, we have to find a, an MIP in Denver because of how the regulations work, we could only operate in Denver. And that was just like, okay, let's find a spot with ice cream equipment. Oh, yeah. no one has that? Ah, okay. Great. Yeah. I think that's like an inherent skill that entrepreneurs must possess getting into any type of business, regardless, is that you're going to have times where you're going to run into to walls and you have to find your way around it. And you're going to be a problem solver. And, you know, be able to like use your brain to say, okay, we clearly can't do that. Or you get into something and you're like, shoot, you know, we're going to have to pivot and go this way now. That is 100% a skill you must possess as an entrepreneur, else you will never make it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, kind of get used to things going wrong and get really comfortable operating in that because, yeah. I mean, it's just always, it's not like a terrible thing of stuff's always going wrong, but I mean, there's always problems. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but no matter what, you just got There's always a solution and you can, if you work hard enough, you'll find it is what I've experienced. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure, you know, if you were to look back and say, you know, three years ago, I'm sure you're already facing a lot of hurdles then and probably thought about throwing in the towel even when, you know, you had the dispensary game plan and you're like, let's do this. And then you just got shot down and you had to, yeah. you know, pivot to ice cream. I mean, yeah, if you didn't make any of those pivots, you wouldn't be here today and here you are. Yeah, I did. There was one point where I kind of threw in the towel where I was like, I got a good job and an insurance broker gig. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll just give this a few years and ice cream's going to be there. And I was, it was a nice, comfortable job. But then one day I got uh, let go because the person who hired me quit and didn't tell anyone. And oh, wow. So that was like the, the stable job that I had that it made me comfortable enough to not pursue the ice cream thing was totally pulled from under me. And at that point was when I was like, okay, like, if the thing that seems really stable can just as easily fail, I might as well keep going and, you know, try to knock out the thing that actually got me out here. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a pretty big life pivot. You just got to yeah. get used to those. Yeah, I think I had the same issue, you know, and just from working past jobs, I thought, you know, why, uh, you know, why put my job security and my financial security and my career security in the, in the hands of somebody else who maybe at the end of the day, they don't really have my best interest in mind. They have, you know, the company's best interest in mind, and that's fine. But that wasn't just, that was just not a comfort level. I was, uh, I was okay just hanging around in. And that's why I went and started my own business too. Lucy and I both did. And 
it was really that reason too, just for like more security. And it's so funny that as an entrepreneur, there's zero security in your business because it's just a startup. Um, but it's that, it's that goal, I guess, in mind that three to five years of work and solid work will give you that security for a lifetime. It's worth it. Hoping so at least. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey, you've stuck with it this far. So, I mean, you're doing better than most truly. One of these days you're going to be able to get little man ice cream or your ice cream at little man and all those little places in Denver. Maybe, maybe we'll have our own shop. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be down. That's what, see, we'll have a, we'll have a follow up in a couple of years and we're going to be going to your actual shop. That'd be great. <laughs> no, but I can see, you know, those local um, ice cream shops being interested in this. You know, a lot of people are starting to offer, you know, like CBD in their coffee and smoothies and things like sure. that. Why wouldn't they pick up a CBD ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, I think right now our sales approach is definitely more grocery store centric, um, just because I think, especially with the stores we've been going to, they kind of reflect our brand as being the super premium ice cream and has CBD. Um, but we are working on a deal to get into some liquor stores, which hopefully we'll have that figured out by the end of the week. Um, but yeah, so That'll be fun. in the next few weeks, you'll be able to find us uh, in stores more so than you can now. So stay tuned, everybody. They just launched their website and they have a really cool Instagram with some really great graphics. So check them out. Rosebud Ice Cream. Is that what it is? Yeah, Rosebud Ice Cream. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you're searching for the website, rosebudicecream.com. Because uh, regular rosebud.com is not us. It's actually a sex toy website. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so that was a fun thing to find out. <laughs> you could go there after. <laughs> after you get your ice cream. Yeah. Oh my God. Cool. Well, we, uh, we always like to end the show with uh, entrepreneur advice for, for new entrepreneurs, established entrepreneurs, business owners, anybody out there who's just you know, running their own business, any kind of advice really could help. What kind of advice do you have to offer? Um, hmm. I guess something I like to say is that like failure is a really great teacher. Um, but try not to confuse yourself with the lesson because I mean, when you're in this position, you're going to hear no a lot. And like I said, things are going to keep going wrong. Just stay, stay at it and keep pushing. Um, and try not to be too hard on yourself and just kind of, Hope, uh, expect the worst, hope for the best type of thing. It all sounds kind of generic, but it's really true because you're going to have bad days and you're going to have some good days, but probably a little more bad days in the beginning. So just keep your head down and keep working. Absolutely. I know we've definitely experienced that. We'll wake up some mornings and be like, what are we even doing? Like Jared's like looking for jobs and he does that for like 10 minutes. He's like, no, I can't look for jobs. Like these that. are terrible. He <laughs> <laughs> goes back to the day to day. So yeah, definitely perseverance is key and not taking it too personally. You are going to hear a lot of no's, but it only takes one or two yeses just to keep moving you forward. Absolutely. Yeah, we're down with it. And and we're down to watch you succeed and, and do your thing. And I mean, three years into this, I mean, give it another three years. I don't even think you know where it could be, Sam. It could be something amazing. Uh, just hopefully in lots of stores by then. <laughs> lots of stores by then, yep. Well, in the meantime, everybody stay tuned on Rosebud Ice Cream IG. They'll tell you when the next launch is, where you can get your hands on some your ice cream of your own. Um, until then, we will just keep you updated on Sam's journey. Yeah, great. Yeah, we're going to make a, an announcement later this week about where you can find us because um, we just got some good news from a new uh, grocery partner. 
That is there great to Cool. Well, get at them, guys. Make sure to follow them on the socials. Check out the website. Make sure you end up on the right website, not the, uh, if you see sex toys at the wrong place. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> All right, you guys. With that, I'm lit. No, I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Hey, what's up, listeners? A real quick update. Sam and the crew at Rosebud's been making some moves since we recorded, and they've landed their Rosebud ice cream into two amazing Denver grocers, those being Markzik Fine Foods and Levere's Locavore. We hear it's already flying off the shelf, so grab a pint or two and taste for yourself. Introducing the dart from Seed and Smith. No cutting agents, no artificial terpenes, no residual solvents. Only clean, pure cannabis from a company you can trust. Don't miss your chance to pick up a dart by taking part in Dart Days every Friday during the month of November. With the purchase of a $15 pod, you will receive the dart battery absolutely free. Follow Seed and Smith on Instagram and Facebook for new Dart Day locations every Friday with a special doorbuster on Green Friday, November 29th. Don't delay. Get the dart today. Hey.